Hey everyone, my name is Joanne Koshaluk. I'm also known as Mama K, and I'm a band teacher in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And welcome to The Wealth of Our Stories. Hi everybody, welcome back. It's Mama K coming at you again from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And this is a very, very exciting day for me to have this next guest on. I met them probably 25, maybe a little longer years ago uh, through my then boyfriend. And man, was I ever jealous when I found out that this was somebody who was his band teacher for years. I, I really wish I could have gone back in time and, and somehow switched school divisions. Although I love River East Transcona, man, the things they were doing in, in St. Patel uh, during those times were, were very special. So without further ado, special guest, who are you? Hi, I'm Joanne. I'm Bill Christensen. And uh, I'm a music educator, and I am no longer teaching in the schools, but I just feel really lucky to be still part of the whole music educator community in the band director world. Yeah. So what do you do now that you're not in the classroom? Well, um, I now do some sessional teaching at the University of Manitoba, uh, one course in music, uh, which is the introduction to jazz music educators. And then I do a curriculum instruction course called Te Teaching Music in the Senior Years for for education students so I do a couple of courses each year sometimes I've done up to four courses a year but those are the two that I kind of continually do so it's great and then then I'm doing a fair bit of um, adjudicating and workshops and conferences and things like that and that's been fun spent a lot of time in Alberta recently spent a little bit of time in Ottawa with Simone this last year which was great and uh, time in Saskatchewan so yeah moving around and getting to see all kinds of great teachers doing great things. Are you doing much playing? I'm actually practicing now that I'm, uh, that, that uh, we're on this coronavirus thing, you know, I've got time. So it's like, okay, why not? So I'm having fun. I'm not practicing. I'm just kind of playing songs I like, which is, yeah. why not? Rekindling the love there, right? You got it, yeah. So um, I won't ask you now, because I believe you will reveal all when you talk about what your journey was from Baby Bill up until um, like when you got into music as a career, what was your path? What was your journey? Well, you know, I was, um, I always had had a love of music and I try to think of where that came from. I think my mother used to love listening to records and she had her Tchaikovsky and her Wagner and her, all those types of things, records on at home. And I loved those. And just always, you know, had a love of music, although I would not. And, to this day, do not think that it was a, something that I came by very naturally. You know, if we were all singing songs in the car, I was the one the others were looking at going, uh, Bill, can you find that pitch, please? Um, and uh, <clears throat> so, love that. And then uh, my grandfather played trumpet, and I'm not sure if that had an influence or not, but I thought that was interesting. And then when I got to join the school band in, at, at, uh, at FRC in grade seven, you know, I was like, last year third trumpet kind of wondering what was going on and um enjoyed you know it, it was it, it was okay and we went through lots of different band directors over in that part of the uh the era of the program because people were were doing their best and they would get brought on for a year and you know or they'd be the science teacher was also said hey you've played piano can you teach band so we went through lots of different folks and um and some good good people along the way and uh attended IMC music camp, international music camp, which is just a godsend. And I throw it to people that if you want to send a few dollars their way, 
these days, I think that'd be fantastic because I know this is going to be a tough summer for them. So um, I think they're terrific. Uh, that was a terrific experience every time I went to the music camp and got to hear these kids who practice hard and were from goods to establish band programs, see what they could do. So I kind of went through the Fort Richmond uh, and then the Katie Open went through that and FRC and again through lots of different band directors. Then Orv Anderson became my band director in grade 12 and man, our band, band went from not being able to play very much at all to, you know, playing the first sweet knee flat pretty decently. As a matter of fact, I have a recording of it. I listened to it the other day and thought, you know what, this was all right. So uh, did that and uh, kind of wanted to be, a, I always kind of wanted to be a band director more than a trumpet player. Um, and I think it was Orf who encouraged me to pursue that. And I don't think, I have to give him credit, I would not have done it without his encouragement, I don't think. I think you, as a, as a student, you need just one teacher to believe in you. And so um, you don't have to be the teacher for everybody, but if you can find a few out there um, and encourage them, you can make a big difference to a person. So he was the one who kind of encouraged me to, to go on. I spent a couple of years at Brand University, which was a great experience that I transferred down to Moore State University in Minnesota, finished up my degree there. And then, um, yeah, funny story, I guess, or strange is I got to about the end of third year and I was, I don't know if a lot of university students find this, but they're, they're, desperate to actually get out there and do it. And they've been in university long enough and they actually want to really teach. So um, got in a third year and, and between Liz, my, who became my wife, and then Sam Lutfia and myself, we started a band camp um, that went for the summer. This is 1979. And uh, we just got a little bit of a government grant to help us um, get some, you know, pay, pay for some music and Fort Gary School Division allowed us to to use a, a band room there. And so we just brought kids in all summer and we just ran a band camp all summer for eight weeks. And that was a lot of fun. And I learned an awful lot. And I probably needed, as I said, I probably needed um, malpractice insurance for all the things I was doing wrong. But nevertheless, you know, knew that as long as I was enthusiastic and we treated the kids well, they maybe would learn something. And so I think we, we did have a good time. We you know, had a concert band and a jazz band. We had a theory class. We had uh, ensembles, so everybody played an ensemble. We'd make trips to 7-Eleven twice a day to get Slurpees. And, um, and so it was just a really, really fun time. And we brought in um, various people. I think we had Laurel Ridd at that point coming in and teaching some flute for us at one point. So it was just, you know, we'd bring in specialists on different instruments that we didn't have covered. And uh, yeah, and <clears throat> don't tell John, but like it costs the kids $7 a week. So... <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So, so I think uh, parents were happy to give their kids something to do, right? <laughs> and so it was a lot of fun. So we actually had kids who played all summer. They came, they came for eight weeks. So that would have been the first Manitoba band camp. Well, it wasn't an NBA band camp. NBA didn't exist at but that But just point based out. in Manitoba. <laughs> yeah. 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 It based in Manitoba. It would have been the first camp. Yeah. Wow. For a couple of years. It was a lot of fun. And I learned a lot about teaching. You know, so that when I actually got out in front of kids and taught, um, you know, I'd had, well, I'd probably put on, we did a concert every two weeks. So did that for a couple of summers. So, you know, probably done eight concerts and conducted a lot of pieces by then. So that was a, a good start. And really, if I think about it now, the audacity to try something like that, you know, obviously I didn't know what I didn't know, but 
But that's probably what made it beautiful is that you were just going for it. You didn't know to be afraid. Yeah. I didn't know to be afraid. I'm thinking, you know, various people like Joanne Karlowski, you know, teaches at Grant Park, right? She was in grade eight, I think, at that point. And so she was in the camp, right? <laughs> so I think about all the various people who went through there over the years. It was just, it was a, it was a fun time. Yeah. That's, that's really fantastic. I, I hope yeah. that you have pictures and, like you said, recordings, because I know you, um, you had the recording with, with you with Orv, but do you have any recordings of any of these? No, we don't have, I don't think we have any recordings of that. You know what, I might. It would be interesting to look check, check around. I, I think, yeah, it would be interesting to know. Yeah. No kidding. I can't imagine it sounded very good, but nevertheless, the kids kept coming back, and so I think it was, a, for the most part, a pretty decent time. So that brings you then to getting your first job as a band teacher. Where did you start? I started in the PAW. Really? Yeah, which was great. I loved it. I went up there. I Because I'd done some transfers to university, I ended up kind of finishing my courses at the end of February. And they had a term position up there. Uh, somebody had left and they needed somebody to fill in for the rest of the year. And so I went up and did that. And they ended up staying a little bit longer into the fall, uh, just kind of filling out that term situation. Um, and that was great. And then I got hired at Minnetonka School starting in January um, in St. Vitale. And uh, that was great. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Learned a lot. Again, lots and lots of mistakes and, uh, and things. And my gosh, remember one of the things I, my uh, principal thought, he was a great guy. But he thought that, you know, it would be really nice if, if, uh, Bill could have all the grade sevens together at one point so they could, you know, so before concert, they'd all played together. So he scheduled all the 78 grade sevens for three o'clock on Friday afternoon. Now, <laughs> and other than, that, other than that, during the week, I actually got to see them in, in their individual classes, but once a week. Now, you know what? The first part of the year, oh my gosh, that was really tough, as you know, as everybody's just trying to, you know, now. But by the end of the year, you know, it kind of was okay. But for the first while, it was kind of crazy. So I was there for about nine years at Minnetonka. And we had, uh, yeah, we had, at one point, I think we had 85% of the kids in the school were in the band program, which was kind of cool. And um, very supportive administration and great school and lots of good people. And yeah, we'd, uh, we did a lot, a lot of things and the jazz band thing got a little crazy for a while. We did a lot of that type of thing. And um, I think one year we did 26 performances, you know, so it's like, you know, uh, as I say, I didn't ever say then once that we had everything in balance, but we were at least, you know, trying to do things and, um, and learned from there. So spent about nine years there. So and that was fantastic. Loved it. Um, and then uh, moved over to Glenlawn Collegiate and was there for about 13, where I worked with Marilyn Renacop and Graham Bruce at mm -hmm. one point, and Marilyn Bourbonnet, a wonderful teacher, just a wonderful person and a wonderful teacher. Um, so, yeah, so thoughtful in everything she does and so professional. And then Marilyn and the three of us had a lot of fun together and had a lot of good laughs. And yeah, it worked really well as a band choir team. That was that. That was really important. We really looked at it as a music program, not a band program or a choir program, <clears throat> but really looked at it as a. And I think that is um, so so important. I think Marilyn felt I was about the best recruiter for choir because I'd be telling kids to take choir and she'd be telling kids to take band because we knew they were both good for each other. And that's a message I would, you know, 
starting to get some things right, that was one of them that we got right, is to really work together. So I was there for about 13 years, and um, that uh, just loved it. Great time. In that space of time, we had a fire at the school and burned down the bedroom with everything, and put um, all the instruments and all the music. And so that was an interesting process to recover and try and get those things up and running again. And enjoyed that. And uh, and I'll tell you, it was interesting. It reminds me a little bit of our COVID-19 situation right now, where it was when the kids lost what they had when they really is when they really started to appreciate it. So the fact that we didn't have a band program, they didn't have instruments, and they were worried, are we going to get to play again? Um, I think that actually rejuvenated the program in some ways where people felt a, um, they just valued it even more because they realized what they missed. And so it was a, it's a tricky couple of years because we were rehearsing in a portable or in a hallway or whatever at different times. But at the end of the day, I think it was really, really good. Alexis Silver was in the ground at that time. So she's up there teaching right now. And so she remembers that thing. And uh, but it was a good time. And then I spent, you know, 13 years there. I also worked as the part-time teaching there and part-time as the music consultant for St. Patillon and Louis Riel. And then uh, after amalgamation, I moved over and taught at Vincent Massey um, for probably about 13 or 14 years as well. So, um, and got to work with Jackie Dawson. Uh, so that's kind of crazy. So that was a really interesting little transition for me uh, because she is so good and knows so much and, you know, just such a vision and such a hard worker. And so I had to figure out exactly how am I going to fit in and help follow her vision. And Glenn Law and I was kind of creating my vision a little bit, you know, and uh, with Marilyn and Marilyn. But um, it, it Massey, I thought, okay, this this woman is incredible. How do I fit into what she's doing here? And so that was a neat time too. So did that for a number of years. And then we brought on Pat Abraham a little bit. I also worked as the music consultant for Pemita Trails for um, a few years there and enjoyed that. So that's kind of the, and then from time to time, I've done some sessional stuff at U of M at that time as well. So yeah. you have collaborated with some really incredible educators over the, over your career. Well, absolutely. I got very lucky just to, to work with great people. Just, well, and they were super lucky to get to work with you. Well, that's kind of you to say, and I hope, hope they feel that way. But I think, um, yeah, I, I, wanna, I remember Joanne thinking um, how talented and, and capable so many of my students were and realizing that they really knew a lot more than I did or had some musical abilities or different ones that I had. Maybe I had some, they didn't, but they had some ones that I did not have. And when I kind of realized that I could really use their ears and, you know, involve them in the process, that kind of was a bit of an awakening for me um, that I did not have to know the things, that, but let's get everybody involved and a bit of a self-preservation. But in fact, it became a kind of a, a focal point of my teaching is to get everybody involved in the, in the musical decision-making. That almost to, sort of flows into um, what I remember you saying at a tempo session years ago. And I think a lot of people know this from you is that seek to be understood. Or no, yeah. seek, seek to understand before being understood. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, St. Francis of Assisi and other people who said that. So I've just, you know, stolen that. But really, yeah, listen. And ju just listen. And, and one of the things related to that is, is just to paraphrase. When your students tell you something, just paraphrase it back. Or if you're a tough parent-teacher interview, you know, just paraphrase back what they've said. And you can feel the tension, the relaxation go because they, people have a, 
inherent desire to be known. And when they feel like they're known, um, they, re they relax, attention goes down, and then there's some room for some learning and some dialogue and some interaction. Absolutely, that, it, it that brings down that wall, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does, it really does. And it's such a simple thing. You just paraphrase what they said, and, and then they say, well, that's not quite what I meant, and then you clarify it, you go back and forth, and then they go, okay. It's tough, that, right, though, when, when you have emotions running. To, to remember to take a step, take a pause, and and really re refocus in that exactly. millisecond, right? Yeah. So that's wonderful words of advice. Before, though, I ask you for more words of advice. I'm a little afraid to ask the next question because I know you've had some adventures. What would you say, Bill, is perhaps one of the strangest gigs or jobs that you've ever played? And I'm also going to throw this out there too, that maybe one of the strangest band trips could be a possibility in this. Because well, I have heard stories over the years of uh, from people that were chaperoning. I don't know if you even know all the little tidbits. Well, I, don't I, I don't think I know, and I don't think I want to know. And I think most band directors are like that. There's a certain number of things that happen, and a certain number of things that, that, that happen that you know about, and other things that you don't know about, and frankly, you don't want to know. So um, I don't know. I would say, honestly, band trips... I found to be kind of stressful because you have the responsibility of keeping kids safe and you want to treat them with respect and treatment with kindness and, and things, but my gosh, they're also kids, you know, <laughs> find mischief wherever, wherever it is. And um, so, um, yeah, I mean, there were so many, um, our bus going, uh, bus driver falling asleep and going into the ditch. <gasps> uh, side of Wolsey, Saskatchewan. Fortunately, fortunately, we were in Saskatchewan, so everything was flat when we went off the highway. Uh, just kept going. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a scary one. We had that one. Um, uh, I don't know. They're just, just, just so many. Yeah. Can't even begin. <laughs> How about you, as um, as a player, as a as a trumpet player, as a musician? Have you been involved in any sort of bizarre gigs? Um. I was trying to think about that because you had that question and I can't think of anything right now. Right. I, I can't get back to me on that one. Yeah. I'll have to, you'll have to get back to me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think as a trumpet player, you know, um, I think I've always been a better conductor than a trumpet player. Um, uh, but uh, I think one of the things that most fun was with, with beginning Winnipeg wins. It was uh, Liz, my wife and Orvin myself sitting around our living room after dinner one time. Um, and Liz and I had been married for a year or two, maybe a year, and uh, decided we needed a, a place for band directors to play and just connect. So we put together this um, Winnipeg Wind Ensemble, and that was back in 83, 84, something like that. And that was a lot of fun, you know, and that was a good thing. And when I talk about my playing stuff, I enjoyed that. Although eventually I just kind of left, left it because I thought I'm not practicing enough. I don't feel good about myself when I'm going because it's so hard as teachers know to keep in shape as a player and then to also, and also to teach. So, and so I thought when our kids were little, I thought oh, I'll leave that. I'll come back to it. And frankly, I just never got back to it. But that was, that was a lot of fun when we first started. We'd, uh, so you guys planted the seeds of the Winnipeg Wind Ensemble. Well, yeah. And frankly, I think, I think I was the business manager. I forget. It was about the, the three of us, and I just made the phone calls and phoned Andy Claus and said, do you want to play? And just phoned people and said, do you want to play? And we met uh, one Monday night, and 
Although that was a little bit difficult because that was Monday Night Football and some of the people were going, I'm not sure, that's my Monday Night Football night. So, but we did that and it's, you know, the band was, was, was good and there were some good players and things at times. And, but one of the things that was best about it is it just got people together. We, we just got together and, and, and connected and the break time was as, and the, and the warm down after the um, rehearsal was as important as the rehearsal itself. You know, we'd go off to the Dakota hotel because we rehearsed at Dakota Collegiate. So we'd go meet over there across the parking lot um, afterwards and conversations about, so what are you doing? And Hey, would you want to come to my school next week and do a clinic? And you know, what pieces are you doing? And all kinds of great stuff. Well, you know, that's one of the things we do best here in Manitoba is we build community, right? Yeah. And the band community is, is second to none. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty remarkable. I think we've got some great stuff. And I think it's just a lot of individual people who in their generosity of spirit has made that happen. Yeah. Absolutely. So now, I know you have many of these beautiful nuggets of wisdom. What if there's students that are watching this that are thinking about going into music as a career? What words of advice would you have to, to tell them? As a professional player? Or as a band teacher, anybody who's thinking about beyond high school, they want to go into music. What should they be doing? Um, do, first of all, do they, do they really love it? And do they love, you know, just being involved in it um, is so important. Um, I think if you're going to get a good teacher, a good private teacher, really critical. Um, take in every opportunity you have to to grow as a musician learn some piano if you're not a piano player learn some theory if you if that's not a strength of yours sing in a choir find any way that you can to um uh to just broaden your musical experiences there's so many more than than what we have in a concert band world and in don't be afraid to explore and find out more of what's beyond beyond that i think is really valuable. I think, uh, yeah, a good, good private teacher would, is, is maybe the first step in, uh, in terms of you're planning to, to pursue it. And if you're going to plan to pursue it, go ahead, go ahead as a player, but know what you're getting into, I think, and talk to some people in that and realize what that life is like. And is that a life, you know, and lifestyle and things that you, that you are uh, comfortable with and, uh, and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. Those are excellent. And any extra pearls of wisdom for everybody who's going through this strange time right now? What are you doing to sort of help keep yourself grounded? Well, I, um, I haven't thinking about that a little bit. One, a couple of things I noticed. One is that there's going to be an ebb and flow, and to the to people's experience here. And some days you're going to get quite excited about something you figured out for your students, or something's working quite well, and and go, yeah, this is, this, is, this is great. And then there's going to be the days where you kind of wonder if you're doing anything worthwhile at all. And um, so recognize that and know that that, I think, is going to be normal and understandable. Um, second, I think, is to recognize how as much as we try to nurture our students and through their music making in themselves in our classrooms, we actually get fed from them as well. And we thrive on our, our connections with students. And I know many teachers are just, that's becoming very, very real to them. I think that's why I'm feeling the emptiness right now is because yeah. that relationship isn't there, that exactly. in-class time together. 
Exactly, exactly. The relationship is not there. And how do you replace that? And Zoom works pretty well, but it's not quite the same. Um, so those daily interactions where you get to are, are difficult. So find ways to replace those. Um, related to that, um, figure out what got you in this in the first place. And I've said this many times. So go find that piece of music that you really loved when you were in high school and find a recording or play it or get out your instrument, but reconnect with some of those pieces that really uh, got you at a particular time in your life, almost before you became a music educator. And, and those were things that you love and there's a really deep emotional attachment to, uh, partly because of the age you were when you experienced it. Um, and go ahead and, and allow that to nurture you. Get nur you know, we know how nurturing music can be and how valuable. So why not, um, why not use that to nurture ourselves? Um, get outside. Now it's weather's better. Get outside. Reach out to other people. So things like you're doing, Joanne, here, I think it's just so valuable. Reaching out to other people and connecting and realizing, you know, we're in this together. And if you notice that somebody isn't participating online, you know, or in various things, you don't see much of them and in, in different places, you know, make a call, send an email, you know, send a message or whatever, just thinking about you or whatever happens to be. I think that can be, can be valuable. Yeah. No, those are great words of advice. Well, I know. All I know for me, I've discovered that acapella app and have been having so much fun with it. And I've been playing ABBA and like just fun pop tunes. And it's like, I'm, I'm in my office for hours and I don't know where the time is going, but it's like, no. yeah, it's, it's lit that fire again. It's, it's brought me back as to why I got into music and why, why music is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so valuable. Yeah. Bill, thank you so much for taking time today to share your thoughts and your story. It's, it's been really great to, to see your face and to spend time with you. Nice to see you too. And I, I'm so glad you're doing this and helping us keep connected. Appreciate Thanks. it. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, bye. -bye. bye.